Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game at UT. The Texas Tech kicker did a fake field goal. I mean, you could see in his face that he was going to make the first down. And Tony Brankins, outside linebacker, came across and completely destroyed him. I, I thought he was dead. Everyone thought he was dead. That hit will always be, you know, something I'll never forget for sure. Put yourself in the action with tickets from Ticket City. Visit hook'em.com and click tickets. Welcome to Longhorns Unfiltered, episode two. Cedric Golden here with Brian Davis and Danny Davis. The Texas Longhorns 28, Tulsa Golden Hurricane 21. A lot harder than it should have been. The Horns get their first win of the season. Not impressed with with the second half. <laughs> I know Tom, Tom spun it. Tom Herman spun it. Oh, and, you know, I, I got on to him too hard and they went back to pressing. There were no of mice and men references, uh, references but still, T- Tulsa is three and ten in their last thirteen games. I'm sorry, that was not an impressive win. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about a three touchdown underdog. They hadn't won on the road since November 2016. I mean, it was not a very good team coming in here. Let's let's just be honest. Um, I will say before we get to all that, I will say there were things that I liked tonight. There were things I liked that Stearns and Foster. Both got interceptions. Loved on. it. I like that Eagles finally got involved in the offense. I like that little Jordan Humphrey was a big part of the offense, no matter what sort of cloud coverage the defense threw out there. I like that Keontae Ingram got a ton of carries. He's really showing something big, right? I like that Sam Ellinger was 7-for-7 seven seven on a 13-play drive that put them up by two touchdowns. So there's a lot of things to like. But said, I mean, you're exactly right. It was Tulsa... You know they should have blown this team out. They should. I mean, at least let's be this. That's what a lot of fans want, go home thinking. But they should. They should have blown them out. Yeah, I mean, this was what are they twenty some point favorites? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're big into that, and this comes on the heels of a game they sh- were expected to win last week and couldn't get it done. So kind of disappointing. But a win's a win. Um, if they, if they're zero and two, this conversation would be a lot a lot different uh, after the game. But you know, they did what they needed to do to win. That 13-play drive was really, really effective. Sam looked really, really good. Um, not trying to do too much on it. And, you know, they get to go play a USC team that didn't look good today either. So, we'll, we'll see. So, let me ask you this question. Okay, Seth, I'll, I'll put it to the question to you. Because I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people aren't going to be impressed. Were you not impressed just because it was Tulsa or because they didn't win big? I mean, why, why yes. do you feel that way? Yes. yes. <laughs> it was Tulsa. Okay. And you're supposed to work, Tulsa. I would agree. And my thing is this: this time last year, BD, they they lost in Mar- they lost to Maryland, fifty-one forty-one. We were shocked walking out of this place, right? And then they then they destroy San Jose State, fifty-nine nothing. That was what we were expecting against Maryland. So we thought they turned a corner. This was supposed to be their fifty-nine to nothing. But it's obvious that they've got some younger faces on this defense. 
uh, especially particularly in the back. And they're just I just don't think overall they're as talented experience wise as that defense that Emily Jefferson, Holton Hill, Deshaun Elliott, Puna Ford, and those guys. So I understand why why there's going to be some growing pains. But but even though you had Sam Ellinger, 21 of 27 for 237 yards, a pair of touchdowns, you got Lil Jordan with seven for 109 and a touchdown. The big dogs barked. Keontae Ingram's going to be really good. You look up with less than five minutes to go, and they have to close the show. They're up seven points on a team they should have put away a long time ago. I'm going to ask both of you this, and I know I think I know the answer to it. Playing to the level of competition, yes, they are doing that, and that can get them in trouble. But it could, you know, it could also they may upset somebody we don't think they're going to beat. But when do you find that consistency, that winning consistency, that that makes the difference between a good program and a great one? Well, I mean, this this is not something new, and this is not a Tom Herman problem. Uh, Charlie Strong talked about this. You know, Texas is a program that plays up or down to the opposing helmet. They, they just do, right? Like, you know they're going to be jacked up for Oklahoma, right? You knew they were going to be jacked up for Notre Dame in 2016. You knew they were going to be jacked up for USC last year. They're going to be jacked up next week. I'm calling – you know, I've already put this on Twitter, said. I'm calling it right now. They will play lights out. Next week against the Trojans, and will they blow the Trojans out like Stanford did? Two touchdowns. Well, the Trojans. I, well I don't know about. I don't think Texas can blow anybody. But out. they'll play better than they played tonight. Oh, they will. You, I guarantee you. I'm I put it down now. Fans will leave Royal Memorial next week thinking, "Where has that team been? You know, the last two weeks. That team is incredible because they play up to the opponent." Now, I think the bigger problem that needs to be addressed is the fact that Herman basically admits that they kind of froze, right? Herman basically admitted he got on their butts at halftime, and then they tensed up again. That's on Tom. That's on Tom. Okay. And I'm not saying Tom shouldn't have got on him, but these are the guys that you have been around for all, for going on two years now. He should know. He's you should know what your personnel, why are they freezing? They're your guys. Right. And, I, and I don't understand why you're still having those kind of problems. Remember, there was a time when you could just chalk it up to, oh, those, they're, they're still suffering from the struggles under Charlie Strong. Right. It's been a minute since Charlie Strong walked the sidelines in this, in this stadium. So that's a problem that Tom Herman's going to have to address with his coaching staff, when to push and when not to push. And I also think that, you know, when we say they're playing down to opponents and we say they're freezing, it also maybe just overscores, maybe this is what Texas is now. Maybe... We can't just assume that they are the 23-point favorite, that they should be rolling over this team. Maybe they just are, at this moment, on the level of a Maryland, and they are a team that they don't play really well, that Tulsa can you know play within seven points of them. So, I mean, maybe it's time for us to kind of reevaluate how we assess this, this Longhorn team. Yeah, and Vegas as well. Uh, yeah. And Vegas as well. And, Danny, that's a good point because I, I was thinking that the whole time going, you know what, you want them to be – you want them to play to the point spread, basically. Right. You want them to beat Maryland by double digits. You want them to work Tulsa by 20-plus. But that might not be the reality. And um, that's just something that, that Texas may be more aware of than we are. Before we get out of here, i got to ask you to this. Over in College Station, Jimbo oh. Fisher, in yes. his second game as a head coach, okay. 
nearly pulled off the shocker, nearly beat the Clemson Tigers, two-point conversion. So there was another game. It was 28-26. There was another game (laughs) in the state that mattered. So they lose 28-26. Jimbo Fisher leaves that game elevated. The Aggies are going nuts because... They know they have their guy. Yes. And they found their quarterback. Yes. Meanwhile, Tom is waxing poetic over a seven point win over Clemson. That's a lesson in, I mean, over, over seven point win over Tulsa. That's a lesson in perception because one program seems to be on the rise despite a loss, and another is still, in my opinion, not having taken enough big steps forward after a win. What do you think that these two games do for each program moving forward? I think tonight was was big for all the reasons you just mentioned. I mean, yes, A&M lost, but let's be honest, Jimbo Fisher won tonight. He, yes, he did. He really did. He won. And, and uh, he won big. He won big tonight. Kellen Mond was also won tonight, even though he uh, not didn't win on the scoreboard. Texas, um, you know, Texas has had their guy for a year and two games. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is now two games in at A&M. Uh, A&M already has a leg up on recruiting right now because they've gotten the bump from the first year coach. Tom Herman got that exact same bump last year, so it's not like that A&M is getting something that Texas didn't. Um, but you know, it it would appear right now that A&M is is uh, you know they've caught lightning in the bottle and they're going to do it. Now we could ar- we could argue said that Herman had the the exact same game exact happened with Tom Herman game. at USC last year. Absolutely, and they and they still finished what seven and six. So A and M's got a long way to go. But for tonight, and and Danny, I, I think I think you're about to echo this. But for tonight, A and M is the big winner. Yeah, I mean they exited that game probably thinking they were robbed on that uh, call call, call. Uh, call at the goal line, but. You know, they've got to build on him because Texas was in this exact same position last year, even came back and beat Iowa State the following following game and it turned into a seven and six season. So it's up to the Aggies to, you know, build on that, but for one night they can feel good about a loss more than Texas fans can feel about a win. And if you and if you follow the recruiting game, uh quarterback Malik Hornsby, the best dual threat Q B mm-hmm. in the state of Texas, and wide receiver De- Damon Demas. Both four stars in College Station tonight. Both have scholarship offers from the Aggies and the Longhorns. Both committed to A&M. They committed tonight. Yeah, that was big. That so, was big. But as we know, commitments are reservations. Oh, no, that, exactly. That's, you can that's, cancel that's it. not a big deal. That's going to be canceled. So uh, we'll see. But um, they still got to play Alabama. They still got to play Auburn. We'll see what happens. And that schedule does not does not move. So we appreciate you joining us for Longhorns Unfiltered. Check out our stuff. On hook'em.com, check out Longhorn Confidential, our other new podcast. That's going to drop on Monday afternoon, and then on Second Thought, we'll drop on Thursday. For Brian Davis, Danny Davis, I'm Seth Golden. We'll see you later.